Well, hello. Welcome to Leesburg Talk Podcast. Sitting around the table today, we have Sammy. Have a holly jolly <laughs> James. Merry Christmas. Maddie. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> and myself. Man, it's What's good your to song, see you guys. John? Uh, that penguin, that dumb penguin song. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, be no, no. No, I don't have a song. The dumb penguin's not here today, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, no, I don't guess I have a song today. If I had a song, it would be uh, "Hard Candy Christmas." <laughs> uh, sure, we'll go with that. Let's go with that. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah, man, I don't know what it is. Something about Mondays being dumpy days. Yeah, I know. It, it seems is, like every week. Yeah. It's rainy, I just cloudy, want a pretty foggy. nice Monday. Yeah, it would help because Mondays are kind of difficult anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's but, cold and rainy and overcast. Yeah. Today is not a it's happy day. It's just kind of gross today. Yes. Speaking of gross. Speaking of gross. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Matt, what do you got? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything gross. <laughs> no, I don't. Nothing right. gross. Well, uh, we have been, you know, this is, I don't know if we, if we've talked about this really, but I think it's important to kind of state, this is our last podcast of the year. <laughs> this the is last, it. Wow. This is the last po- podcast of the decade. Wow. Of the decade. Wow. That's like right. We can really kind of milk that one. Yeah. This is the last. Our vision ought to be really clear next year, though. Because it's 2020? Because it's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so we have good vision for life. Yeah. There's a sermon in that somewhere. There's a there sermon is. somewhere. There is. A series, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about 2020. Yeah. 2020. That's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, so, yeah, this is the last one for the year. Yep. I mean, we are a week from Christmas. We are uh, going to take a couple weeks off from the podcast to kind of uh, deal with Christmas and New Year. And then we'll come back in 2020 with a clear vision. Clear vision. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, every eye doctor in the in the world right now is like, yeah, they're ready. Maybe I can retire this year. Yeah, One of them be right, perfect, right? Yeah, you know, perfect, perfect yeah. year to retire. Yeah. Um, so this is it for the podcast for 2019. Uh, what have been some of your your favorite podcast topics that we've done this year? I'm kind of throwing uh, throwing one at you there, but what would you favorite say? Podcast favorite podcast topics. topics for the year. Oh, probably some of the controversial stuff maybe we've talked about. <laughs> I love controversy. Yeah. Um, I don't I, know. I remember the one we did about marijuana enhancing worship or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that, that was, was, that was crazy. Cannabis. That's right. Yeah, that was, that that was, was crazy. wild, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get yeah. you high, high, high. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're not in favor of, by the way. Yeah, that's no, right. we're not in favor of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. High on Jesus. I don't know if we need to say that, but we're going to. Right? <laughs> we <laughs> we're probably to, should. Yeah. Yeah. Probably should. Uh, somebody will soundbite us real quick. Um, Especially the mayor. <laughs> yeah. They can't yeah. wait to soundbite yeah. that. The rest of us, nobody cares. But <laughs> but mayor, you say something, and it's all over Facebook. Um, they just hate us. Yeah, that was a that was a cool topic. Uh, we got a lot of conversations. Uh, uh, outside of this podcast, about the one we did on worship, that was a, uh, that was a neat podcast. That was a fun one. Year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, what about worship? Yeah, when we talked about you know it's something you don't really have to do. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We, ne- we never said that. No, we talked about uh, the uh, you know what is worship and some of the worship words type stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. It's about worship is more than just the songs we sing. Absolutely. I just want to remind everybody. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I don't know if I need to say this, but I will. Some of my favorite ones have been the controversial ones, the ones that are really uh, uh, dealing with pop culture issues. Yeah, how how do we uh, respond to the gender issues? Yeah, gender for issues, and, for example. Yeah, yeah, those are that's been. You know, those are kind of on everybody's mind, I think. Yeah, yeah. Trying to figure it out. There's a lot of confusion. And what I really like about it, at least from my perspective, is, you know, while there's a lot of Christian stuff out there that's really hateful toward people with gender issues and uh, stuff like that, uh, we weren't like that. You know, we were able to have a clear, honest conversation that uh, that went left this room, and, and we had personal conversations as well. And they were they were positive and, and sure. encouraging, and they weren't uh, hate-filled things. I I really like in, engaging with in, in pop culture issues of the day uh, from a biblical worldview, and having and, and not being uh, I don't know. A, a Jesus mess. was pretty masterful at that. Yeah, you yeah. know, Absolutely. he set the he set the bar pretty high in terms of uh, how we respond to people and how we deal with. Papa Top again. <laughs> Never mind. John just opened up some kind of I just of soda. opened up a soda. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I just think that those, you know, I, I don't think that it's necessarily everybody has bad answers or whatever, but the, our presentation, we talked a lot about how you present things. Yeah. And if you know, if people know that you genuinely care about it and care about them, then maybe they're a little bit more open to listen yeah. to what you had to say. Yeah. Well, and those issues, they affect us here and you know, downtown Cynthiana, yeah. uh, like there's a group that's going to bring a fairness ordinance to, to Cynthiana that's been debated in other communities as well. And, and that's the, not fair. The, the question is, is it going to divide the community? Is it going to bring out the worst in us mm -hmm. as we're debating this? Or can we have a civil conversation and treat people? Yeah. You thought Halloween love? was bad. I know. Yeah. I know <laughs> it's coming, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's tough. Huh? Yeah, so anyway, that's been a lot of fun. I've I've enjoyed those conversations. It's just hard to believe for me that the year's gone. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, it's just really, really gone by quickly. Yeah. Um. You know, of course, Courtney's not here. She's off somewhere having a kid or something in a manger. But anyway, um, <laughs> um. You know, her pregnancy, for example. I mean, my goodness, it has been so fast. It's just hard to believe that yeah. nine months have been gone by that quick. I wonder if she would say that. Well, she actually did. did I she? had that conversation yeah. with her a little bit, and she said she was kind of even yeah. felt like it was had gone by yeah. quickly. Yeah. So, well, yeah. one of the most she probably doesn't today, but one of the most significant that. things that that has happened, at, at least in my life this year, is Cornerstone Christian Church being merged with Leesburg, and oh, yeah. you, you all taking control of this building here on Court Street, and uh, the changes that has come about as far as this building being used almost every night. It is to serve really cool. people in the community. I, I think it's been cool to watch how God has done that. And I think we're just getting started. Oh, yeah. there's so much. But more. wait, there's more. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think 2020, we're because a good part of this year has been dedicated to kind of getting things ready here. Yeah, and trying to figure out the facility. I think 2020 is really going to be used a lot, a yeah. whole lot more. And I'm excited about seeing what it can do to make an impact on yeah. our community. So yeah, yeah it'll be good. Be good. Well, good, good, good. You know, Sammy, we're, we've been talking about Christmas chaos. Christmas chaos. We've been chaos. talking about how this, the narrative, the biblical narrative of the first Christmas, uh, it is much more chaotic than we'd like to admit. You know, we've romanticized it. We've sterilized it. That's right. Uh, and so we've been looking at the realness of Christ, uh, of Christmas, um, which has been a, you know, 
I, I know you were hesitant at first when you started, you know, with this idea of Christmas gas. You were yeah. hesitant. You didn't I want was. to ruin Christmas. I was because I thought, you know, there are certain bubbles you got to be careful about bursting. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? But the truth of it is, is that again, uh, without trying to sound redundant, but real people with real lives and real difficulty, yeah. and not so much different from us as we maybe think sometimes. Yeah. We've got uh, one more week of that. We do, and it's one a big week, week, and I'm so excited about it. So we'll see what happens. The message is going to be about hope, ultimately. Of course, that's what Christmas is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that probably is a good segue into what we want to talk about today. John. That's right. That, that, that is. That is. You know, you, you uh, had a really uh, uh, purposeful part of your sermon this past weekend identifying uh, some of the children in the mm-hmm. in in each of the services, mm-hmm. um, and and you were talking about why we do what we do is not necessarily for our benefit, but for the benefit of others and future generations. Yeah, well, I mean that's why we're all here. Yeah, somebody paved the way. That's right. And if they hadn't have done that, we wouldn't be here today, this morning, and we wouldn't be in church on the weekends, and we wouldn't have a relationship with Jesus. So. Yeah. You know, that's a serious consideration we have got to think about in terms of, because everybody always says, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what? Look around. There's a, there's, a, there's a kid with, you know, that's got snot on their nose or whatever, but th- there's this kid that's, that's looking for a purposeful, meaningful life down the road, and we have an opportunity to create doors and space that they can go through and find out their value and that they're cared and God loves them and we love yeah. them. And, and um, that can make a eternal impact yeah. down the yeah. road, just an incredible impact down the road. You know, it's really a, a, a shift in how you see people. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, what, what, what you were alluding to is, a, is the idea of, of seeing past what I can do and, and being more about what I see in others and what I see the need is in others, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a, you know, that's a, there's a great challenge there as well. Um, you know, we've got these little cards uh, printed off at the church uh, that I saw, you know, I was really comforted in seeing a lot of people grabbing the stack full of them at a time and, and leaving as they left. Cause our challenge was, uh, or one of our challenges this weekend was to grab some of those and then consider and think and pray about who you might know, that needs um that needs to know jesus who who in your world might need to know jesus who doesn't know jesus that that needs to and and so we ask people to consider think and pray about that and then invite people to come hear this christmas message um what 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 are some reasons why we are reluctant to share our faith or to invite people to come to know jesus i think it goes back you know, people tell you not to talk about politics or religion. And that's kind of ingrained in us growing up. You know, if we didn't see our parents or grandparents, you know, sharing their faith, inviting people to church, we think, oh, that's something I can't bring up. I'll offend somebody or, you know, I'll slow down the line at Walmart and, you know, everybody's in a bad mood anyway because it's Christmas. You know, (laughs) it's just so many things that that just, just come at you. Yeah. I, you know, and you're a politician and a pastor. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, like, you, you can never speak, I, I speak <laughs> according no. to that standard, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think often we're afraid we're going to insult somebody, right? We're going to insult yeah. them or offend them. Um, why is it worth it to take that risk? Well, I think we're just very guilty of saying no for people without really realizing what's going on with them. I know I, 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 as open-minded as I am about sharing my faith with people, uh, I sometimes prejudge their response because I think, well, I'd ask them, but I know they're not interested. Well, you don't know what's going on with people. They, they may be just in desperation waiting for someone to give them a a little glimpse Mm -hmm. of hope or something. And, uh, I mean, this is really the case, not only with everybody that's in scripture, um, but it's probably the case with us. I mean, you've shared your testimony before somebody literally drug you to church. Yeah. Yeah, um, I had enough. I had a my dear friend who still comes and visits quite frequently that you all know Kelly. He he called me because I didn't have family that went to church. He called me every week saying, "You're going to be at church, right? You're going to be at church, right? You're going to be at church, right?" And you know it was that little nudge that got me there. And uh, you know I always told him that my ministry was his ministry because if it hadn't been for him, I probably wouldn't have mm. be in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, um, uh, you know, those those nudges, even though it may seem a little awkward or maybe a little, you know, uncomfortable, I, I think uh, ultimately down the road people realize, you know, they, they really do care. Yeah. They care about me. And I think that's what people need more than anything this time. You know, I was reading an article just recently about loneliness. And most all psychologists what regardless of their faith agree that the number one disease in America they call it is uh, uh, this idea of feeling uh, isolated and alone that's the number one problem that we have in our culture today um, and that's sad to me uh, because I know what it is to be in a crowd and feel alone but uh, most of us do but being alone uh, you know I, I think even though that and what we have to understand is that people might negatively respond to you or grouchily respond to you initially, but the truth of it is they do want somebody to care. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they absolutely. do want someone to care. And if you show that enough, I think I've always been a big believer that love wins out. I just That's why Jesus said the greatest of these is love, you know, or why the Scripture teaches that. So I thought, you know, maybe we just need to be more persistent and not as cowardly about that, Yeah, you know. And again, it's all about approach. You know, I don't think it's a hammer type thing. I think it's more of a a little bit softer of a, you know, uh, just, hey, I just want to say, won't you come and hang out and with me? You know, I thought you made a really good point in in your uh, announcement segment this week talking about don't just invite people, invite them to come and sit with you. Invite them to come and hang out with you, you know, because a lot of people's fear of coming is that I'm going to be sitting alone yeah, or I'm going to feel really awkward. Well, if they have someone they can identify with and be with, then that kind of eliminates that fear at least. Yeah. It, it's like the, the, the school lunch table all over again. Oh, man. You know, the school. Oh no. What if my friends aren't here? I don't know where to sit. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, we can alleviate that. We can, we can kind of pave the way to make our, the people that we've invited feel comfortable. You know, welcome. Hey, I got a seat over here for you. You don't have to worry about all that hustle bustle. I got you covered. That's a big thing. And I just think isolation is so epidemic this time of year. Yeah. It's just so epidemic. 
and, and you have no idea what the response that you're going to get. You can invite a hundred people to come with you to church and you may get rejected over and over and over. Well, don't give up. Yeah. I mean, I was invited to church. I was out of the park playing with my kids one day and someone came up and invited me to church. I showed up. I had no idea. didn't know them. It was a cold contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, several months later, they said we had, we, we had invited about a hundred people that day and we were about to give up. And then that last one, boom, they invited me. Here I am. Ended up in the ministry. I mean, it totally changed my life. So you have no idea that the next person that you invite to come with you, you're going to change your life. I think a lot of times we, we kind of default to, well, somebody else is probably better suited to do that. Somebody else is probably better. Well, John, you know, the real, can you come talk to my, yeah. My neighbor. That, well, that's, I was Jesus. getting ready to say that that has been the default. The yeah. default has been, well, we pay some guys to do that. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not being judgmental, but I mean, that's just kind of been the mentality of the church in general. Uh, it's, it, I, you get this. We all get this. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, hey, I got a, I got somebody that's in the hospital and uh, sick. Can you go see them? And I, you know, and which I'm always glad to do, but I'm always in my mind thinking, are you going to go see them? Uh-huh. Yeah. They they may expect me to come, yeah. but they may not expect you to come. Right. Because it's just that connotation of ministry versus, you know, yeah. you're paid to do that. Yeah. Well, I'm not really paid to do that. Right. Right. You know, that's that's not yeah. it at all, but I think that's the mentality that a lot of people have gotten into and it's just kind of culturally been handed down through the years. Well, we see that's this with a, with a with a better perspective. This, this idea of sharing our faith with others. When we see it with a better perspective, we can quickly see how we have the opportunity to, to play a big role in other people's lives. James, like you were talking about, the guy or whoever that invited you to the church, he probably at that point possibly didn't realize the the length that, that would go to, to, to change your world. Right. You know? And it's not nothing special about him. I mean, he's just somebody being faithful to invite people to church. But, um, and he wasn't a minister. I mean, that that's yeah. he was just just a, a disciple of Jesus. Yeah, saying, "Hey, yeah. this is what I'm called to do. I'm going to go do it." So we have an opportunity to potentially be difference makers in our world. You know, we were talking. I don't know if it was before we started recording or not, but people are cranky at Walmart. Somebody mentioned that. <laughs> Everybody's cranky this time of year at Walmart. But if we, if we have more and more people coming to know Jesus, would that change? Yeah, I think absolutely. Think the absolutely. crankiness yeah. level should go down. Yeah, absolutely. Crankiness level would go down if we shared our faith and we were aware that our faith is contagious. There was a book a couple years ago, oh, 10 years ago, that I read, Contagious Christianity. Mm-hmm. Remember that mm-hmm. idea? It was the idea that... that your proximity to other people is contagious, and what you kind of lead with in your life is contagious to those around you. And so we've talked about here, you're the sum of the five people you hang around with the most. Well, if, you, if you're a person who uh, who points to Jesus in their life, if you're a person who, who lives uh, in line with Jesus' teaching, if you're open about your faith and you're, you take your faith seriously, that's going to be contagious with other people around you. You know, sometimes it's not necessarily what you say it's just you being you but john i think you know you hit something there that's really important i think especially for listeners to understand is that you know 
when we talk about this concept and we say, well, you need to point to Jesus, I, I want you all to understand, this is very important, that doesn't mean you have to give a theological conversation about oh, Jesus right. Christ. Right. Yeah, that's right. You know, I think a lot of people miss that. I think they think, well, I don't really know how to talk to people about Jesus. Well, you do know how to be kind. Right. Yeah. That's, when we say you're being like that, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, you do know how to be not rude. You do know how to let your light shine, as Jesus put it. You know, you don't have to be talking about uh, scripture per se or quoting or or have this incredible knowledge. Just be the kind of person, the character of person that is attractive. Yeah, That's what you're That's talking right. about. The contagious yeah, part is being attractive. You know, one of the points I made this week, it was just a minor thing, but I said, in, because I've been guilty of it, is that we just don't pay attention to those opportunities. You know, we just don't pay yeah. attention to them. And I think if we just started paying attention to the opportunities of just being the kind of people that respond differently to what culture typically does, people will look at that and they go, there's something about them. Yeah. And then you don't have to do the preaching. They'll come and ask the questions. That's right. Yeah. And I think that's the key. Well, in John chapter 2, we see that great model laid out. You know, one of the Jesus' earlier, earliest disciples realizes Jesus is the Messiah, and he goes to his brother, and he says, hey, we found the Messiah. Right. Come and see. Come check it out. I need to live when I'm asked questions about, well, what's Jesus mean to you? I don't have to have all those answers figured out. I can just invite people to come Let's and see come. Jesus. Come and see. That, that's one of the, our values. One of our uh, sharing our values. faith by saying, come and see. Yep. You know? So so th that's my prayer that we can end this year, in this Christmas season, pointing to Jesus by the way we live, inviting people to come and see. And uh, and maybe that'll bleed over into 2020. And we can we can start your the new vision of seeing people different. Huh? Yeah. Paying the opportunities around us. Pay attention, yeah. yeah. Where, where's the, I, you know, I should have done some homework before I come in here. The story of uh, the guy who was uh, healed by Jesus, uh, and they questioned him in John. Daggone it. And he said, I can't remember the exact uh, scripture. Uh, and, he, and they said, uh, you know, who, who is this Jesus, and is, is he claiming to be God? And and the guy says, listen, I don't know about all that. Right. All well, I know is I was blind and now I, I can see. Yeah. You know, the blind yeah. guy, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He said, I, I, you could, you know, my point is, is that you don't have to give some big, long explanation. Your story is yeah. the explanation. Oh, yeah. My life has changed. So yeah. just come and take a peek at it and see yeah. if it could possibly turn your life around. You know what I mean? And I think that's the big thing that we got to keep in mind. Uh, because if our life truly is better, then we should want to at least give an invitation to help other people's lives be better as well. And, uh, you know, and I think, a, I think a lot of that, you know, and the big controversy today was, well, I don't have to be in church to do that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, I've been doing this for a long time and, um, you all have been too. And even and I didn't really wasn't in a really good mental spot this past weekend, but because of the fact that I went to church and I had conversation and I was around the positivity of that environment, it made all the difference for me That's in the right. world. That's right. And and I think that isolate when I isolate is when I tend to crash. And so you got to be careful 
that, you know, one of the great benefits of being in a church service, for example, is having that that influence yeah. in that positive influence into your life. And it's kind of like taking med- castor oil, you know, or medicine, <laughs> <laughs> you know, is bitter. But the truth of it is it's it's really for your best interest. That's right. That's right. Well, that's that's Len the Plaint here. We've got weekend services this next weekend. Our four normal times. Sammy, what are they? They're 6.05 on Saturday evening and 8.30 on Sunday morning, 9.45 and 11.15. And then we have a very addition, a very special additional service coming up on Christmas Eve, which uh, will take place when, John? 5.30. 5.30 on Christmas Eve, Yeah, which is a Tuesday. It will be about uh, less than an hour service. Yeah. Um, we will... Um, it will be untypical. There won't be any preaching per se, so that ought to be attractive. Um, <laughs> there will be some testimonial. Uh, it's going to be a cool night. There's going to be it's communion be cool in a special night. way. There's going to be candle lighting. There's going to be uh, the kids involved. Ever. There's going to be great music. We're excited. Yeah, it'll be fun. So, so in, 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 be aware, be alert, pay attention to those around you that you can invite this next weekend and to Christmas Eve services. Uh, and with that, next us the plane, yeah? Uh, we will see you in 2020. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.